Hey, Andy Jenkins, welcome back to the podcast. I want to, this episode, continue talking to you about what I have been discussing for the last two episodes, which is the new ULA 1B7 project that we've jumped into. Now, the entire goal of 1B7 is to positively impact 1 billion people on the planet in the next seven years. 1 billion and 7. 1B7, that means... It means this, you could go to somebody in your neighborhood and just knock on the next seven doors that you see, and if you ask number one if they've heard of ULA, they might say no. If you go to number two, they might say no. If you go to number three, they might say no. But out of seven, one of them is going to say yes. And not only have I heard about it, that's the tool that I used or that my friend used to climb out of debt. That's the tool my friend used to restore his marriage. That's the tool I used to create this dynamic faith life or to reconnect with my family or to, you fill in the blank, to find my purpose, to live my calling, to determine what my destiny was, and then to practically walk that out. On on my website, we teach a lot about faith, we teach a lot about forgiveness, we teach a lot about discovering your purpose. One of the things that I really feel called to do, I feel as part of my design, is to help bring tools and resources, some some of which I create, uh, like the advanced workbook and the advanced book and that entire course, uh, to help people practically live out their faith. Some of it, I feel, is to point people to tools and resources like this one that I use that will also help them practically live out their faith. So uh, time-wise, I learned about this whole thing about the ULA movement, as I've talked about in the previous episodes, about seven years ago. Back in 2014, I was first introduced, first met the ULA guys actually in Hawaii on a trip, and heard more about this 1B7 project after knowing them for seven years in different renditions of ULA and just continually the movement has been growing and branching out and it involved not just one book but three books and then not just three books but uh, coaching and then coaching certification and uh, in March of this year I heard about the 1B7 movement which became beta version June the 7th of this year. Um, If you're just kind of tracking this, July the 7th, this thing, so it's it's kind of a a week in the rearview mirror. It's been live for a week. Um, July the 7th, this thing went global. It is on the ground floor of reaching 1 billion people. 1 billion people with that positive message. So now, if, if you don't know what's going on right here, I would encourage you just to kind of do the rearview mirror and go and get the previous episodes that I've talked about. Links are down to those in the show notes. Also, there's some other links down there um, that I would like to point out to you real quick. Number one is if you're ready to join the movement and you're like, I don't even need to hear the rest of this, there is a link down in the bottom or if at any point when you're hearing this, you go, I want to join the movement. There's a link down in the bottom where you can enroll and you can join the movement. Number two, there is a short video link where Dave uh, zoomed in to a cookout at my house. Beth and I have one on the third Tuesday of every single month. It's kind of the standing date we do that. Uh, he zoomed in, met us for the cookout, 
talked about the product that I'm going to talk to you about in this episode. Number three, there is a longer video uh, that has the whole explanation. Number four, there's a 21-day challenge that you can get emailed to. Number five, you can drop into our Facebook group where we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. So if you're like, yeah, I, I like it, I like the concept, I like the idea of living in balance, finding my purpose, living by design, not default, um, but I don't think I'm ready to purchase that tool and use that tool regularly, I don't wanna commit there, just commit to a free Facebook. Just hit the link, drop in, and just kind of ride in the group. If you want to kind of be invisible in there, just kind of consume some of the content or scroll and look, totally welcome to do that go and grow at your own pace and just kind of explore right there. All right, so in this episode, this one's going to be super short, super quick, super simple. Uh, the, the takeaway, the action step is going to be for you to either, what I'm asking you to do is either join the team or watch one of the videos to learn more. Okay, so that's the action step is either join the team or watch the video. That's either the first link at the bottom or just choose one of the others, namely number three would be to watch the video to learn more. Okay, so here's here's the whole premise behind all of this. And, and I'll end it with the Bible verse, not to slap one on the end, but just like because I really think that's part of my core message. And so I want to get you to that if you forget everything else that's going on in this. So here's what will happen. When you follow the link and you go enroll, ULA is going to send you an email that's going to welcome you to ULA Global and to the 1v7 movement. And then it is going to take you to their website where you get there and you answer three questions about you. Now, the three questions are basically this. Um, are you a stay-at-home parent? Yes or no. Are you a student? Yes or no. Are you retired? Yes or no. Here's, here's why they ask those qualified questions first. Is because when you are a student and you're in college, or actually you can join this if you're in high school. When, when you're a student, a question about how your Roth IRA is going, it doesn't make any sense. When, when you're a stay-at-home parent, um, the question about your career and if you're fulfilled in your career, if you like your boss, that doesn't make sense. Uh, if you are retired, questions about the career, questions about school don't make sense. And so that's going to kind of break out some of the questions to more specificity when you go into the 70-question questionnaire that is going to assess you in real time in the seven key areas of life. So a couple episodes ago, two ago, I said that the whole way that you could envision this is there are seven key areas of life. Let me tell you what they are. Don't worry about remembering. Let me tell you what they are. This will resonate. This will make complete sense. So number one is your fitness, your health. It's hard to live out your purpose if you're sick on the couch. Number two is your finances. Okay, that's going to be the lid that determines what you can do or not do. Money gives you options. It doesn't mean you need lots of money. It doesn't mean people don't misuse money. Money's like a brick. If you have a brick, you can smash windows and break things, or you can build a place of refuge. Okay, Money should not be your God. It is a tool, just like your fitness. Your health shouldn't be your God. Number three, your family. 
That's an important area. If that crashes, it radically affects what you're able to do in all the other areas. Number four is your field. That is what you do full time. Whether you are working a career, whether you are a volunteer, whether you're a stay-at-home parent, whether you are retired, whether you are a student, whatever you do with that 40 plus hours a week, that is your field. That is where you are working and tilling the soil and making a difference. That is like Adam was called to steward creation. He had a field. This is your garden. That's your field. Number five is your faith. Faith is a dynamic part of a life that is balanced and growing in the key areas of life. Some people would say it's the most important. Um, I, I might, I might actually say that. I would also say if you pursue faith and you don't take care of your health, there are a lot of guys I know. My dad is a pastor. He is in his seventies, early seventies. He is healthy. He's strong. He is running as fast as the senior pastor at the church that just hired him for his wisdom and expertise. Um, he's running as fast as a guy that is in his early 40s, while other guys my dad's age are overweight, out of shape, on a couch. My dad right now has a stronger faith life than he's ever had. He has healthier relationships than he's ever had because they're longer standing. He's financially in a better place than he's ever been because he's saved his money well throughout his life. His family life is stronger. His relationship with my mom is more intense and more on fire than it has ever been. And he is able to live out that calling, that faith, because of his health and because of the other areas. So faith is important, but all the other areas will slow you down as well. And he has peers his age that cannot live out that faith because they've not taken care of their fitness. Um, that was important. Okay, I spent a little bit more time on that than I intended to. The next area is friends. You weren't designed to walk through life alone. You were not designed to walk with toxic people. You were designed to walk with healthy, whole people. Not perfect people. There aren't any. Everybody has their baggage. Everybody has their stuff to work through. We should bear the burdens of other people. Um, the people, though, shouldn't be a burden. That's your close friends. And then finally, the last area is fun. Okay, there is a joy to be pursued in life. And sometimes you got to intentionally schedule the fun. You got to step out of work and you got to step into rest and celebrate and have fun. Okay, those areas are all like spokes in a wheel. And so the 70 questions are going to ask you. 10 questions each in each of those areas. And the questions are going to be things like, hey, let's talk about finance. Uh, are you sinking in debt on a scale of 1 to 10? Or could you teach Warren Buffett some things? Let's talk about your fitness. Could you go run a marathon right now? Or are you a couch potato? Okay, so it's going to assess you, and you're going to see that will build out in front of you. And... Okay, warning shot, it's not going to look like a wheel. It's going to look like an egg uh, or it's going to look like two or three spokes really strong, you know, a few really weak, one kind of in the middle halfway. And that's to be expected. You know, the reality is we're all strong in some areas. We all tend to lean toward those areas. We're all weak in other areas. And so what we want to do is we want to celebrate the strong and continue making that stronger. And then the areas where we're weak, where there are going to be blind spots that are going to get up and sneak on us, like our health. Like we want to take care of that now because when we're 70, like we, you know, it might be too late to, to get that. We want to grab hold of those weaker areas. No shame. Again, as I've said in other times, where you are isn't who you are. Where you are is just the location of where you are. 
Where you are isn't where you must remain, but where you are is where you must begin the journey. And so what we want to do is we just want to take 70 questions and assess where you are so that then we can design your life. And so one of the first steps of the ULA framework there, uh, which is a digital framework, it is a digital platform, is the Design My Life Blueprint. Okay, and, and this is where we're going to begin with the end in mind. This is, I used the Stephen Covey analogy a couple episodes ago, so I will not do that again. I remember a pastor friend of mine, Rick Owsley, he used to preach a sermon, and he would talk about going up to a tombstone. And when you look at the tombstone, they all have numbers on the left, they all have numbers on the right. His argument was that the most important thing wasn't even your name, nor was it the start number, nor was it the ending number. The most important thing on there was the dash. It was what happened from the beginning of the dash to the end of the dash. So when we're doing the design your life blueprint, what we're really looking at right there is that dash. What do we want that dash on the tombstone to look like? We got one shot at this thing. So we want to make a difference. We want to make an impact on the world. Yes, we also want to enjoy our family. We also want to do it in as healthy way as we can physically. We, it would be great to save some money and leave an inheritance for our kids and not live with stress. Finances, oh my gosh, they create so much stress right now during the dash. It's easier to enjoy it when there's less stress. Arguably, what we do with our faith life during the dash affects what happens after the dash and makes the dash more worthwhile right now. And so all of these areas, so it's going to be this design your life in-depth assessment based on those 70 questions that's going to identify hidden stressors. It's going to highlight some that you already knew that maybe you didn't have language for. Then you go, oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's going to design a detailed lifestyle blueprint in line with your hopes, your dreams. You know, the reality is those seven key areas are important for all of us, but the way that we might want them to look is different. I, I you know, my family might look different. I might run that different than yours. I would do my fitness different. I might do my faith a little bit different. I might do the way I interact with friends and fun. You know, for goodness, I like to go run and ride a bike and you might like to go camp or hike or you might like to celebrate or hang out with friends or watch movies or, you know, like you, you get to decide. It's your life. The important thing is that you're living by intention, not by haphazard, random. You, you could say it like this, you're living by design, not by default. Okay, living by design, not default, living with intentionality. And so during this, it's going to run you through, after doing that, this number two part. There's three parts to this whole thing. And Dave describes these in the video that's in the show notes incredibly well. Because, you know, he and Troy created the program, right? And he not only created it, but then he used it. And then he shot a video with us where he kind of shows us under the hood and shows us actually what this dashboard and everything looks like. So it, it creates for you, number two, not just the design your life blueprint, which you can go change and highlight, okay, and adjust. It's not stuck, not set in stone. You create this breakthrough experience. Number two is the breakthrough experience. The breakthrough experience is this. It is 12 weeks, that's 90 days, to get the quick win in those hidden, stressful, or 
top identified stressful areas where you start creating these goals um, and you start moving forward with a win based on the intentional design that you created. Here's what's super neat about it is everything is personalized to you based on the questions that you answered. And so if finances are a struggle, it's going to open up and unlock a video, one different video each week, and it's going to unlock a little ebook right there that you can read, download, that's going to help give you some tools, some assessments, personalized, tailor-made content to you as you walk through that 12-week period getting that breakthrough experience. So if you were low on the friend sector, you've gotten some tools, you've reached out, you've started building some friendships. If you were low in the health sector, I mean, you've started grabbing and making the quick wins right there. When I lost weight, I lost 30 pounds. When I was out of shape, aging way too fast, health issues just racked my body. When I did that several years ago, in three months, I lost 30 plus Pounds, you get the quick win, and the quick win can be radically transformative. A lot of people read through the entire New Testament in 90 days. Um, you might take control of your faith life. You might start dating your spouse again. Whatever it is for you, and there could be multiple areas that you start shoring up that 90-day breakthrough experience. It helps you set the course of not only seeing this goal-setting, is a healthy and helpful thing, but realizing it's actually achievable and doable, especially when you're syncing it up to the things that matter the most to you. Not the things someone else would want, but the things that are important to you. Now, after that 90 days, it takes you on this personalized path, this what they call the year of transformation where you start walking through and you're getting beyond more roadblocks, you're getting past blockers, you're getting these checkpoints along the way that are personalized, tailor-made for you, living out that thing that you designed. So you get the quick win with the breakthrough experience. Now let's start rocking and moving forward with all of it. So people say questions often, how does it work? Here's how it works. You get a dashboard on your computer. So when you enroll with Uli, you follow the link down below in the show notes. It's going to take you to a place where you can enroll. It'll have it'll have me right there. You'll see my email address. You'll go, okay, yeah, I'm on, on yours and Beth's team and your organization. That means you'll be working with us. We'll be working with you uh, to be there cheering you on in your corner helping you do this. By the way, some of you may want to actually do this as a business. There is a link down there below and we've got incredible content for you. Great resources, great Zoom calls, great pre-recorded assets right there for you that could hop on. Um, So you, you log in and it's going to give you a dashboard on your computer where you're going to see all of these things outlined for you. Okay, so if you want to see that, I would encourage you to follow the link below where Dave actually showed people in my backyard all of this content. And so it's going to show you the tasks that you do each day. And at the end of each day, you're going to go ahead and enter in the tasks that are going to create the steps that you need to move you from where you are to where you have designed your life to be. And then the next day in your app, you're going to pull those out and you're going to check them off and mark them. And as you complete it, it's going to give you badges for streaks as you move three days, five days, 10 days. 
It's going to give you these awards. It's going to gamify the personal development side of you moving from where you are to where you want to be. All of that is in the resource that's there below. Now, let me tell you, I told you at the beginning of this um, that I would wrap all of this back and talk about this from really a Bible standpoint. And I would tie it together, not, not as kind of a slap on or not kind of as, okay, let me just make sure like it's it's a Bible thing because, you know, this is a podcast where I talk about faith and all of that. Let, let, me, do, let me give you this. And, and I would encourage you just, if you've got the scripture to open up, because you might want to mark this down. Romans 3.23. If you grew up in church like I did, you probably already know this one. I mean, you, you might have even known this thing called the Roman Road where they just lead you through specific verses in Romans. This was one of the starting points of it. Here it is, Romans 3.23. I'm just going to read it straight up. New International Version of the New Testament. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's it. You knew that. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In fact, you knew it so well that that's why some of you that listen, you avoid church because when you walk in, you think somebody's going to remind you of that verse. And when they do, here's here's what I'm saying, is they might be reminding you of that from not an untrue perspective, but from one that lacks the full meaning. That word right there for all have sinned the, the the word sin is in the greek language that's the language paul wrote in that's the language jesus for the most part spoke in greek and aramaic for all have sinned that's the language the new testament is written in for the most part it's greek some aramaic for all have the word is hamartia for all have hamartia and fallen short of the glory of god i want you to notice this Everybody has hamartiaed, we'll come back to that, and they've fallen short of glory. So the first thing I want you to see is the destination was, the design was, is, remains glory. You were created for glory. You were created for this. The word glory in the Old Testament was kabod. It means weight, heaviness, value. You were created for a life of value, of weight, of heaviness that leaves a mark. The problem is we've all hamartiaed, and that hamartia keeps us from that weight, value, heaviness. So what is what is hamartia? Well, martia comes from the Greek word. It's a derivative of the word meros, form, design. Um, Paul talks about being uh, travailing as a mother in birth pains in Galatians 4 until Christ is formed, is marrowed in his people that he's training up to become like Christ. Maros is a form. It's a, it's a word that might be used of blueprints, of architectural design. Um, I've used kind of a reference. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew, but in Proverbs it talks about train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old they won't depart from it. That's not a moral verse. Now, morality would certainly apply to it, but that verse, train up a child in the way they should go, in the Hebrew, it's that same idea of train up a child in their unique 
design, in their unique blueprint. Discover the form that that child has. And, and you know, like every, every child is different. Like we've got 10 kids, Beth and I do, and every single kid has their unique personality, even though they've been raised in the same environment by the same people with the same values and the same, like the same setup, they still have this unique form. Even though Proverbs doesn't use the word, it's akin to meros. Now in the Greek language, and I'm going to write all this in the show notes where you can see it. That ha is, that's the prefix you put to a word when you want to make it negative or you want to say without. So like in ours, you know, like we would say uh, an, an atheist, an atheist without God. They don't believe in God. Okay, so that's kind of a prefix that turns theist believes in God. Okay, so that's just another example right there. Um, so all have hamartiet, all have without form and fallen short of their glory. That's what the verse says. All have not lived the created design, the purpose for which they were made. And because they've not lived the purpose for which they've been made, because they've not lived, now let's think about it. that purpose is supposed to involve, I would say, and I don't think it's a leap to say it involves your fitness, your health. You were created to be well. You were not created to be sick. Like when Jesus is walking through the New Testament, he says, go heal and preach and say the kingdom of God has come upon you. Go, go heal. Go, that word is literally in the New Testament. Go therapeuo, go teach people how to be well. You, you have health as part of your unique design fitness is part of that your finance you know you look at the blessing of abraham in galatians 3:14 it says that the blessing of abraham is upon you abraham had the resources to do what he was designed to do paul talks about in second corinthians 8 that in all times you would have all things that you need to do all the stuff <laughs> stuff's not in the new testament but all of the work, the good work that he's called you to do, that God's called you to do. Finance is part of it. Yeah, so you'd have some for you. Not so you can build million, billion dollar mansions, so you have enough to live the life that you're designed to live, and also so you have enough to share with others. Finance is part of it. If money is hindering you from living your purpose, money has now become the strongest thing in your life, and God is created to be the strongest thing in your life. Or not even created. He created you as the strongest thing so he would, okay, you know what I'm saying. Family. Part of your form, part of your design is a healthy, whole family. Scripture says in Psalms that he sets the lonely in families. Uh, Ephesians says that you were brought from afar off and have been made members of the household of God, the household of faith. Your field is part of your unique design. Work is not a result of the fall. Work was something that was given to Adam and Eve before the fall. Now, toil becomes a curse of the fall, but work, they were always created to work. They were always created to steward and add value. That's why so many of us feel called and feel alive when we're working because we were created for it. It is part of our form. Faith is part of your form. I don't think you'll ever live the life you're designed to live until you get that one right or the next one, friends, and walk in healthy relationships. You were not created to live alone. And then finally, fun. 
one of the direct rhythms of creation is this six on and then seventh day off. This six on and one off. Six on and then one off. Six on and one off. And as Jesus said, the Sabbath was not something that was a hindrance and a restriction. We weren't made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created as a gift, the fun space, the sacred space where we can step aside from producing and just be present. Do you see? All have, Romans 3.23, not experienced the form for which they were created. And as a result of that, they have fallen short of the glory for which they were designed. Here's, here's the pitch, okay? And, it, and I guess like this is one giant sales pitch of a podcast is I would love for you to do one of two things. Number one is to go enroll and join our team. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee. You're not stuck forever. If you don't like it, cancel it, get your money back. Number two, if you're not ready to do that, watch the longer video that I've highlighted below and jump in the movement. The 1B7 movement is a goal to not only live life better, but do it together and make a positive impact on 1 billion people in the next seven years. You see it? All right, let me let me pray. Next week, I'll be back with something completely, completely different. All right, my prayer for you this week is that the Lord would bless you, that the Lord would keep you. He'd be gracious to you. He would shine his face of radical favor on you. And that you would see, sense, feel the unique design, the purpose, the form for which you were created. And that as you see it, he would give you wisdom and steps to walk in the glory for which you were designed. Grace, peace. I'll see you soon.